This, this is News Talk. A very moving photo on the front of the Irish Independent of medical personnel helping a wounded resident, an elderly man, out of a house destroyed by Russian shelling in the capital of Ukraine, Kiev. Yesterday, the main story in the Irish Independent, China ready to send arms to Russia. This is the warning from the US that China is willing to supply weapons to Russia, according to US intelligence officials, as Moscow admitted for the first time that the war was not going to plan. The claim about China were made in US diplomatic cables and handed in person to NATO allies have now prompted Washington to threaten China with economic sanctions if it tried to help Vladimir Putin. So as you may have heard the speculation is that Russia has asked for military equipment from China to make up for some of the losses suffered in the first 19 days of the war. Now the Chinese embassy in Washington said they don't know anything about this request. The US would say well actually you do. Um, So we'll wait and see what happens with that. The Irish Times says hundreds flee Mariupol as war's death toll mounts. And I suppose a tiny glimmer of hope, as reported on the front of the Irish Times, is that hundreds of people finally managed to flee the Ukrainian port of Mariupol. However, an aid convoy could not reach the besieged city, as Kiev and Moscow accused each other's forces of killing and injuring dozens of civilians in missile and artillery strikes across Ukraine. Local officials said more than 160 cars carrying residents escaped from Mariupol yesterday, uh, which must be huge relief for them because I mean the circumstances in that particular city are absolutely frightening where you know you have a lack of food, water, power they've been trying to leave and finally some have managed to get out of Mariupol. The Irish Daily Mail going back to the whole notion that Russia finally admitting this war ain't going to plan. The Mail says Putin's troops expected to buckle in 14 days. Russian forces may only be able to sustain full capacity, that would be full fighting capacity for a further 10 to 14 days so in two weeks time they may struggle to make any significant progress while holding the ground that they currently have could prove difficult according to the latest intelligence. A really really shocking story on the front of the Irish Examiner. Now the Irish Examiner have been to the fore when it comes to writing about sex for rent, the idea that landlords put up uh, rooms or properties available to rent, but with the caveat that you provide sex for that. The examiner have been to the fore on this, but there's a new angle to this this morning. So we're told that um, an attempt has been made by a landlord to entice women fleeing the war in Ukraine into a sex-for-rent arrangement. The Irish Examiner discovered a property in Clare, this is really disgusting, a property in Clare is being offered for free for a slim Ukrainian woman with an expectation of sex. The landlord has demanded a photo from anyone from Ukraine, well, any slim Ukrainian women. He wants a photo of the woman before he will reveal the exact location of the property. It's deeply, deeply creepy and concerning. The Department of Housing has slammed it as abhorrent. Uh, And as I say, sex for rent arrangements have been under investigation by the Irish Examiner since last December. And foreign women have told the Examiner in recent weeks about being offered reduced or no rent in return for sex or bed sharing with landlords. Absolutely vile. We need legislation in this area. We really do. Because you just, and I mean, people's housing situation is so desperate that they might feel they've no other option. And if you're fleeing war 
from Ukraine, you really might feel you've no other option but to go for this. It's really, really frightening stuff. Anyway, that's the one of the stories in the front of the Irish Examiner. They also have a photograph of this incredibly brave uh, news producer, news editor in Russia holding up the sign No to War. Uh, and they have a photograph of her. And the latest is that apparently she's in police custody in Russia. And of course, as we heard here on News Talk recently, if you speak out at all, in Russia, you face 15 years uh, in jail. On to other stories, the front of the Irish Examiner, 31,000 COVID cases in the past three days. And anecdotally, the amount of people I'm hearing and the amount of people I'm seeing on Instagram with these positive antigen tests. Uh, there seems to be an awful lot of people with COVID. And the examiner says a resurgence in COVID-19 infections has seen over 30,000 cases diagnosed in just three days. And hospitals have had to deal with more than 1,000 patients with the virus. That's the first time that's happened since mid-January. The Irish Times this morning says uh, that they're going to reboot the messaging around COVID. But I suppose this is what happens when you open everything up and you get rid of the mask mandate and things like that. People will feel that you can move around more and maybe contract the virus or whatever. But apparently they're going to reboot the COVID messaging there. The Irish Sun and the Irish Daily Mirror go with Daniel Kinahan. Dan in the dumps is the headline on the Irish Sun. The Irish Daily Mirror, KO for Kinahan. Uh, obviously a boxing reference there uh, and this is the news that a tell-all interview with Daniel Kinahan has now been scrapped just days before it was to be released so there's this podcaster who was doing an interview with him already recorded it was going to be released on St. Patrick's Day but it's now been pulled due to legal advice uh, according to the man James English who conducted a three-hour chat with Daniel Kinahan and lots of people were interested to hear what he was going to say the Irish Daily Star goes with Cheltenham show us the money honey racing fans will wager a staggering 1 billion euro during the four day Cheltenham festival Irish punters are backing Rachel Blackmore to bash the bookies today on champion hurdle favourite Honeysuckle there's lots and lots of coverage in the papers uh, and some free bets and deals on bets and all that stuff if that's your thing amazing the amount of gambling advertising in the papers today for day one of Cheltenham now uh, I don't know if if you've heard this story yet or not, but it's certainly very concerning if you have children who get uh, the bus to school, because in the Irish Examiner and other papers this morning, we are told that most of the country's school bus providers can't guarantee the service up to June. This is a survey from the Coach Tourism and Transport Council of Ireland. And as the examiner says, it offers an insight into the crisis engulfing the sector and shows that spiralling fuel costs could lead to a reduction in services. So 95% of school bus operators say it's not commercially viable to continue running services up to June. So, of course, now they're calling for government support. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what reaction there is to this. But a lot of parents would be obviously concerned about that if the school bus isn't confirmed for their children to finish out the academic year. The Irish Times looks at the Taoiseach's visit to Washington. And again, we are told that there's going to be moves this week described 
as new moves uh, to deal with the undocumented Irish. So Martin Wall, writing from Washington, says new moves are expected to get underway this week in the US Congress to extend an existing visa programme to facilitate potentially thousands of Irish people to live and work in the US. Two US senators are understood to be bringing uh, forward proposals. Uh, And essentially this is about Ireland using visas not taken up by Australians. Up to 5,000 people a year could benefit under such a scheme and it's going to come before US Congress again. I have to tell you, I did the Washington trip with the Taoiseach in 2019 and this was being talked about back then. So here we go, three years later, the same thing being talked about again. A reminder, speaking of St. Patrick's Day, um, there was a big press briefing with the Road Safety Authority yesterday in the Star this morning. Drivers are being urged not to drink and drive over the St. Patrick's Day weekend or, of course, any day after more than a quarter of motorists admitted to getting behind the wheel the morning after a night out when they may or may not have been over the drink-drive limit. I think it's fair to say that if you're not sure if you're over the limit or not, chances are you probably are because you're questioning yourself on it and really you should be waiting until at least lunchtime or the following evening before you get behind the wheel and there you go, one in four drivers just not sure if they're ready to be on the road or not and I do think if you're questioning am I able to drive, you probably shouldn't be on the road. Some advice for you in the workplace, don't use an emoji. In the mail this morning we are told a study has warned that using emojis at work could harm your career because researchers found that employers, sorry, employees who include them in emails are perceived as less powerful. Kind of inappropriate to send an emoji in an email in work uh, and employers and managers are probably looking at you going, what are you on about? This is a place of work. You're not texting your friends or emailing your friends. Final story comes from The Telegraph. Staying with work. Bad news if you're a fan of suits because suits are no longer a staple of the average wardrobe for men. And it's all down to home working uh, and relaxing of office dress codes, which means that suits have been removed from the basket of goods used to calculate the consumer price index. The sale of suits has fallen so sharply that it's actually becoming difficult to get enough information about how much they cost. Uh, And also there's news as well that um, some retailers are stopping selling suits too. So they've really gone out of favour. The suit has been replaced, if you're wondering, by a man's formal jacket or blazer, but formal trousers remain on the list. So really it's getting rid of the tie. On 106 to 108 FM and at Newstalk.com This is Newstalk.